Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I have with me today our guest, uh, Dr. Uh, Kyle Stanley. Dr. Stanley, say hello to everyone. Hello. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And this is a really fun uh, topic that we're going to talk about today and the problem that uh, you're here to help dentists solve, Uh, not just dentists, but really the entire industry, patients, labs, what have you. So um, let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into dentistry uh, and where are you at now? Yeah, so I am originally from Orange County, California, uh, you know, kind of by Disneyland. I got into dentistry because my dad's a dentist and I was always interested in some type of medicine. So I was always interested in surgery. And I said, you know, maybe I'll try dentistry because my dad's a dentist and ended up really liking it. So my dad's a dentist, my brother's a dentist. Um, You know, we like to talk about teeth in my family. And I ended up starting a practice in Beverly Hills a few years after I, I got out of school. So I have kind of a high-end, low-volume practice in Beverly Hills. I also teach a lot. So I travel around the world pre-COVID to uh, teach other doctors how to do stuff. And that's what um, kind of led me into AI, was I was always on the forefront with digital dentistry and the newest technologies in dentistry and how it can help doctors, how it can reduce liability, make things more profitable. And so AI just kind of uh, fell into my lap that way. Yeah, so let's let's quickly define um, AI, artificial intelligence, correct? Um, yeah. But let's r- really define what that means and the machine learning aspect of AI. And, and the reason why I say that is, is uh, there's some confusion out there with a lot of people and a, a lot of clever marketers are using the term AI when it's not really AI. So, so tell me, what, what, what do you consider to be AI? Right, yeah. So, you know, AI is, is a way for computers to program themselves without specific human programming. Okay, so now that doesn't mean that humans aren't in the loop at some point, which I think is a a big misconception. And specifically what we do with computer vision, so my company, Pearl, we focus on computer vision. Computer vision is a subset of machine learning, which is a subset of AI. So computer vision is allowing a computer to see with the eyes of, of uh, basically with the eyes of the human, right? Now, natural language processing is what most people know with AI, what most people have, you know, in our cell phones, in our hands, that's like Siri and Alexa, right? So that's natural language processing, a computer allowing to listen or hear and understand like a human. We focus on computer vision. And with computer vision, you're talking about misconceptions. I think one of the misconceptions is, okay, we take a bunch of images, we throw it into a computer and the computer learns everything. Sure. And that's not really how it's done. There's a lot of human interaction. So for example, what we do with dental radiographs, so we read dental radiographs, intraoral scans, we have to take millions of dental radiographs and have them hand annotated by dentists from around the world. Then we feed them into the computer. The computer learns something based on what was 
what was annotated by the humans. So it's not like the computer just does everything. There's still a sure. lot of interaction. Yeah. Right. Before the computer can, before the program can identify what is right or wrong or what is positive or negative, it needs to know what that data is. Yeah, so we call that structured data. So most, most, most dentists in our practices, we have a lot of unstructured data, right? So we have radiographs that don't have, uh, doesn't say what tooth number is in it or doesn't say what date it's on, let's, let's say. And we also have patient notes that aren't in a certain format and maybe using weird abbreviations. And we have, you know, different codes that we use in different states or different countries. So none of this is really formatted well to where you can just feed it into an AI engine and it figures it out, right? We have to structure it first. And that's actually where a lot of the cost comes in is, you know, paying dentists around the world to annotate radiographs. Yeah, so let's talk about the problem that you're here to help solve and that you can help our audience solve and that you're, you're working on. So what is the problem that dent dentists have, that practices have, that labs have for that matter? Yeah, I think the biggest problem in, in the whole value chain of dentistry is inconsistency. And that is that me as a dentist looks at a set of x-rays or a patient's teeth and you know, I see something specific, I have a specific treatment plan. If my dad looks at it, he's gonna have a different treatment plan. If my brother looks at it, he's gonna have a different treatment plan. And so that's difficult for every person in the category. That's difficult for the dentists, difficult for the labs, it's difficult for the patients, it's difficult for the insurance companies. There's no real standard of care, right? And that's what we are creating with AI is making sure that if a patient goes into one practice in LA, they're going to get the same diagnosis as a practice in New York or practice in Madrid or in Shanghai. And not that the treatment has to be the same, but there really should only be one diagnosis. And, and that's one of the main problems. Now, with inconsistency comes other problems like mistrust, like um, different, different cost structures, sure. insurance coverage. So the, the main problem is inconsistency. Yeah. And consistency when, it, when, when anything is consumer driven, consistency is incredibly important. There's a reason why I tell people this all the time. There's a reason why Budweiser is the top selling beer. It's not because right. it's tasting beer, but it's always tastes the same. It's consistent. People know exactly, exactly right going to get when they buy Budweiser. Um, and they like that, right? We all believe it or not, we like to we like to know what to expect. Um, so I got to ask you, and this might be a little of a little bit of a, a trick question, but this has got to seem kind of scary to dentists. I believe this is coming. I believe it's going to happen. We're seeing it happen in all sorts of healthcare. I mean, right now, if you want, uh, if you want an accurate scan of your lungs to determine whether you have cancer or not, software program is going to be involved in that if you want it to be highly uh, accurate. So it's already here, but it also seems like it eliminates, right? It seems like that's um, it's like uh, allowing software to start to take over jobs, and, jobs and, and, and livelihoods. Do you see that as being a threat whatsoever? And if not, why not? 
I don't see it as being a threat, it's specifically in dentistry. I mean, yes, will AI take over jobs in other spaces? Absolutely, 100%. In dentistry, not so much, because for example, what we're doing is looking at one aspect of what you know I do in my practice. So my function in my practice is I'm physically treating patients, AI is not taking that over. I'm you know, running a business, AI will help with that, but it's not gonna do everything. I'm looking at radiographs, AI will help me with that and could take that over actually, but it's not taking my job. So I'm still going to make the decision. So one of our products that we have is actually called Second Opinion. And it's just exactly that. It's not the first opinion. I'm the first opinion. The second opinion is the radiograph. So it's me verifying what I see in the radiograph and then helping me make that decision on, on if that's correct or not, or if I miss something, or if I'm, I'm over-diagnosing or under-diagnosing. So, you know, our CEO, Fear, he always says that dentists are part-time um, radiologists. And it's totally true, right? We have to function like a radiologist, although we're also doing the actual treatment, running the business, you know, helping with ordering. So we have so many hats, and it's just helping us with one aspect of that hat. So what are some steps that uh, the dental community can take? And I, I believe your product's out there right now, correct? There's That's right. That. So what are some steps that they can do to uh, get ready for this? So I believe, and I, I think uh, you'll agree with this, that dentists that are on that line of cutting edge technology in their practices always thrive. Um, consumers want the latest and they want the, the greatest technology, right? Even... Uh, you know, just electronic records is considered cutting edge technology uh, just a few years ago, right? And it's a big benefit to patients. These online portals, big benefit to patients. Um, how are benefit? How how do you see dentists being able to benefit from a financial uh, perspective from jumping on this train early by becoming early adopters? Yeah, so that that's kind of a, a twofold question, right? So the first the first side was how can they be ready for it, and then the second side is um, financially how will this help dentists, right? So first time, how will they be ready for it? Being organized, um, digitally being organized. So having radiographs in one place, like for example, data centers. You know, we work with a lot of of large large scale offices that have you know ten practices, fifty practices, hundred practices. And when the data is all in one place, it makes it much easier for us to come in, set the AI to analyze the, analyze those radiographs and go through it very seamlessly. If it's totally separated on different servers in different places, that, uh, that makes things more difficult. I think that dentists should start having more of a structure to every aspect of their digital chart. So how they diagnose, how they write their notes. This will ultimately lead to, you know, things that that people may not even be developing now that will help in the future with AI. So that answer is is being organized digitally, right? Being digitally organized. The second aspect, how is this going to help financially? Um, massively. Uh, what we have seen, we have a practice called, or sorry, we have a, a product called Practice Intelligence. And what this does is analyzes all the radiographs in a certain practice, cross-references that with what they have in their practice management system, and then finds leads, finds under-treatment, over-treatment, trends. 
So we can go into practices, analyze their radiographs, analyze their PMS system, cross-reference it, and instantly find, I mean, on average, we're finding 750000 to a million dollars in missed revenue for, for most practices. Wow. That's yeah. So this, amazing. Thank you. It's, uh, it's crazy to us too. We, and it's hard to put the blame on anybody too, because we're all humans, right? I mean, in my practice, yeah, I miss stuff. I am busy. So, you know, I focus on one thing, I forget about the other thing. Sure. Or in, in many of these practices, you have younger doctors that maybe aren't as well-trained or missing things or they're rushed. So, so, so you miss diagnoses yep. and this happens. Yeah. Yeah. This is amazing. I, and I'm so glad that you're here today. Um, for our audience, how can they find out more, learn more? I mean, obviously they can go to your website, hellopearl.com, but what are some other things that they can do to get to, to know uh, AI a little bit better and, and how this is going to become uh, helpful to them in the future? Yeah, so like you said, hellopearl.com, we have a lot of resources on there. We have uh, videos and webinars and things that explain how this is going to help the category. We also started a, uh, a nonprofit entity called the Dental AI Council, and the Dental AI Council brings different leaders from different constituents in the category to help educate the entire dental chain on how AI is going to impact the world. So we have people from the biggest insurance companies, from DSOs, from universities, uh, from AI companies, all as a nonprofit third party and one of the main goals of the Dental AI Council, and I sit on the leadership board, is to show research, show unbiased third-party research on how AI can help each individual constituent. So if you're a DSO manager, how it can help your practices. If you're a university, how it can help you train your students and teach students how to read radiographs better. Um, if you're an insurance company, how this can help you streamline your process. So that was one of the main things that we wanted to do with the Dental AI Council is exactly what you said, inform people that want to learn more, that want to have hard research. You know, a lot of us dentists are very research driven science people. So we like to see like, give me the data. And yeah. that's what's so great about AI is that it's, it's, it's data driven. Yeah, this is a game changer. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on folks. Check out hellopearl.com. Learn more, get on top of this. Like I said, it, it's a game changer. There's no doubt about it. Dr. Stanley, thank you so much for coming on. It's really been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search the dental brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.